Welcome, Doing It Disabled. Welcome to another episode here on the Doing It Disabled podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I am your co-host, Catalina. I'm your co-host, Haley. And today we have another wonderful guest from the Rolettes experience that we met. And I'm so excited. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Diana Kamada, and I'm the founder of Design, a product design firm focused on creating products that empower individuals with disabilities. I was so stoked when I met Diana because I always struggle when I go out shopping. I'm always putting things on my lap. And I've seen Kata, I mean, even when I met Kata at the airport, she was like throwing her suitcase on her lap. And like, because we don't really have a way or a place to put things when we go out when we're using mobility aids. So when I saw Diana's product, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And there's so many uses for it. I even saw someone, I think it was this morning that you posted or yesterday, they were using it to do their laundry. Yeah. So I yeah, well, could explain what it is exactly. Thank you. That's where I was headed, Haley. I was like, yeah. well, well, let's tell the people. <laughs> sure. So yeah, Include Design's main product is called the Lap Snap. And it's a collapsible carry-all that was designed with and for wheelchair users to help make lots of daily tasks uh, easier so that you can do them more independently. So the original use case was for grocery shopping. I had a professor in college who used a manual chair and told me how difficult it was for her to go grocery shopping. So I originally designed it just uh, as a school project to help a friend, and it has kind of spiraled from there. But uh, basic components, is this going to be video? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lap snap here. Yay! Uh, I can show you. Basic components, it's about the same size and shape as one of those plastic hand baskets in the grocery store. That's what my friend Sarah was using before the lap snap existed. Um, but so it sits right on your lap, but it's got a strap here and there's an additional piece that you can clip in. So it'll go around your waist, under your legs or through the arms of your wheelchair, whatever's most comfortable. Um, and then it sits on your lap. So it's kind of like a giant fanny pack, um, it's got a waterproof cover. So if you're, you know, uh, carrying your laptop or papers around, it's not going to get wet. If you're buying, you know, tampons and you don't want somebody knowing that you can cover it up. Uh, it's got a rigid base on the bottom, so uh, it's food safe. You can just wipe the whole thing down if you spill anything in it. Um, it's going to help distribute the weight, but it's got a nice thick layer of padding on the bottom, so you're not going to get restricted blood flow to your legs or pressure sores. Um, there's little pockets in the front here for your phone, wallet, and keys while you're shopping. And then when you're not using it, you just pop out these little side pieces and collapse it down so you can really easily, you know, throw it in your car, hang it on the back of your chair, whatever is most convenient to you. Genius. I was so excited, I'm telling you. I bought one right away. Yeah. <laughs> Haley bought one um and I saw it and I really it's I I resonate that with that deeply like needing to be able to, you know, again, grocery stores, but also just through the, you know, through the house, like carrying different things. And, um, I use my, I use my legs, um, when I'm home and well, actually if I'm in like a work setting or something, but like I use my legs a lot to like help like move me around. So like if I'm carrying something, I can kind of like crawl my legs forward um while I'm sitting but I know you know for people that have spinal cord injuries or paralysis um it is really 
not an option. <laughs> um, and I actually didn't know the part about the, the, you know, avoidance of the pressure, pressure sores and everything with that, with the design like that. You've really thought of everything. Well, thank you. And it's been really wonderful to see how people have used it for different kinds of things. Like you said, it was originally for grocery shopping, but we've had people send in pictures of using it for laundry, household chores, like going to a farmer's market, gardening, uh, cooking, carrying around, like picking up after their pets or kids, all kinds of stuff. So it's been really wonderful. And yeah, um, I mean, I was the designer, but I don't want to take all the credit. I worked with a ton of really amazing user testers throughout different stages of the process to make sure that uh, it would you know, work for as many people as possible and have lots of great features. So in the very beginning, we worked really closely, uh, myself and two other designers, Hannah and Chloe, original uh, designers with me. We uh, worked with a couple of really awesome uh, wheelchair users in our local community before the pandemic. We actually were going to the grocery store with them and having them try out different prototypes and stuff. And then after the, pr- the pandemic hit, that obviously put an end to in-person user testing for quite some time. But we, I sewed 10 of them on my dinky little home sewing machine and sent them out to awesome user testers around the country. And so I was able to get a lot of great feedback from people with all different kinds of injuries, disabilities, mobility levels, um, life circumstances, all sorts of different stuff. Diana, I'm not sure if uh, you have like in your past experiences with the disabled community, um, but if you do, I'd love to hear about it. And if you don't, how has it been for you kind of entering this community? Yeah, so... Um, I have been working with the disability community for quite some time. I started um, this in 2016 working with the American Printing House for the Blind, uh, just first as an engineer, um, as an internship. And then later I went back and did a more extensive project with them uh, for my capstone. I um, realized that I uh, am a member of the disability community. Uh, when I was in college. So uh, I grew up in Kentucky and pretty much in Kentucky, uh, we don't talk about stuff like that. So if you are using a wheelchair or if you're blind, then you're probably disabled. But other than that, you're probably fine. Um, so we don't really talk about, you know, invisible disabilities or anything like that. But uh, when I got to college, I took an awesome course on the history of disability justice with that same professor um, who really opened my eyes to the world of um, possibilities and uh, yeah, I have chronic illnesses, so I consider myself a member of the Invisible Disability uh, Squad. Um, and uh, yeah, so that really, of course, added to my motivation to work with the community. Um, I guess you can't tell over Zoom, but I'm not a wheelchair user myself. Um, but I have before and since made a lot of friends uh, in the community who have helped me make the product even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I think it is really so important to make sure that we are holding space for disabled individuals who don't use mobility aids. So often, you know, we see disability as a wheelchair user or someone who uses, you know, like who has like specific like braces or walkers or, you know, those types of mobility aids. Whereas, um, a lot of times people with, um, invisible disabilities or disabilities that are not, um, noticed by society. <laughs> Cause I, I also think I'm like, it's invisible to the people who 
don't care to look. Like that's the thing too. It's like if you really, if you know what disability is, if you know this person, you would know that they are, you know, there is always this more space that needs to be taken up by our, um, our disabled members who, who don't use mobility aids. And and how has that been for you navigating, um, your disability and, and knowing, learning how to take up space. And, um, if, if you, naturally already did that or if you feel like maybe it's not such an inclusive space you know there's a lot of internalized ableism within ourselves and with our community and within society how has that experience been for you yeah so that was something that I was worried about when I kind of started this venture I was just starting to come to terms with the fact that I had a disability Um, I wasn't kind of publicly not that I'm a you know public person but (laughs) I wasn't kind of outwardly identifying that way outside of like friends and family. And I was nervous, especially since I am working, you know, in the community and and for the community that I would be seen as somebody who's able-bodied trying to, what's the disabled version of like a white savior complex, Uh, (laughs) an able-bodied savior complex, uh, trying to, you know, help or quote unquote, fix a community that I wasn't a part of and had no business, um, you know, trying to insert myself into. It wasn't until, so I did a accelerator, like a business accelerator for my startup, which was all disabled women uh, who are entrepreneurs. And that was really awesome. And that's where I met the awesome uh, friend, Raina, who does all of my social media, shout out Willow Spoon. Um, but it wasn't until I kind of got into that space and really, interacted with on a personal level a lot of people with a wide range of disabilities some of which were invisible and you know over zoom it's kind of like everybody is invisible in some ways um can't see if somebody's using a mobility aid and so it wasn't until that group so i guess like 2021 um that i sort of started identifying as that um openly uh, and I was a little bit nervous that I was going to get pushback um, from members of the community who are sort of more obviously disabled. Um, but luckily, uh, I have found, at least in my experience, that the disability community has been really welcoming. And of course, it makes sense that they understand the wide range of disability more than, uh, you know, anyone else. So, no, I have been really lucky to have a wonderful experience and had people be really supportive. and. Um, think that, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to have a disabled designer making products for people with disabilities. I'm going to be honest, when I was still navigating my disability, and even when it comes to like certain events and things, and I've had this conversation with Kata, I'll be like, do I like, do I belong here? Like, do I fit in here? And Kata's always like, yes, Haley, you do. <laughs> but it's because I have a dynamic disability. And like, sometimes my needs are different. Like, there were times even when we were in LA where I'd be up and walking about and Catalina would see me and it's like because I was able to do that at that time but then there were other times where I'd get super excited and I had to lay down to bring down my heart rate um (laughs) so there's and there's just times when I needed a nap and that has to do with my energy levels and what my body can physically handle at that point and I couldn't have done roulettes without my my scooter you know um, I probably could have walked downstairs and gotten breakfast for myself, but not stood there for five to 10 minutes and waited for my breakfast. So it's like these things are changing and people, you know, it, 
it's hard, I think, for us who have invisible disabilities sometimes because we just fear this like judgment that we're not going to be accepted or that we're trying too hard to fit in or that we are trying to fit into a community that we don't belong to. And, you know, that's that's not been the case for my friends who are disabled with a range of disabilities. They've just been like, what is it that you need? Okay, this is what we're doing. And that's the end of the conversation, you know? Yeah, totally. I think the disability community is so welcoming and accepting because, you know, we understand that everybody has better days and worse days. And some days it's obvious and some days it's not. So yeah, everybody is really wonderful. Well, and it's also, you know, it goes without saying that um, we move through life differently. Um, Every disability does. Every, well, we say this every episode, every disability is so different. Even if you have the same diagnosis, even if you have the same, your same age, same doctor, same whatever, your, your condition, your disability is going to show up differently. And like the same way that, you know, while some people, you know, different identifiers, different communities and things like that, but obviously people who are passing or um, who don't have an, you know, more obvious physical disability, it makes sense that you wouldn't take up as much space as somebody who, who does have a mobility aid. You don't have the same lived experience in that sense that, you know, there are certain preconceptions and judgments and, and things that are placed on, on people with mobility aids immediately. Whereas people who are non-disabled, you know, I I do like using the term more non-disabled instead of able-bodied because, you know, that, that does include the, the people who don't, you know, who have able body, but also still consider, considered disabled. So when I'm talking about um, people who are not disabled, I usually say non-disabled. I guess I'm just rambling at this point, but I, I really, I really feel like, you know, everyone's lived experiences are different and naturally you don't want to, I'm sure you feel like you don't want to take up space. I, there is room for everyone. That's the other thing. Like there's plenty of space for everyone. Um, but I do want to bring it, you know, back to your, your, your business and your design and the interaction that you had with your professor, you said that that inspired the design for for the lap snap? Yeah. So the first kind of time that I realized how difficult it can be to carry or hold things when using a wheelchair was we were sitting outside before class. I was her teaching assistant that year and she was eating an apple. And then when she was finished, there were no trash cans. So she had to like bring it inside to throw out the core, but uh, she kept putting it on her lap, but then it would roll off. And so you know, eventually she let me carry it for her, but it was really clear that she didn't want to need my help. And so that was kind of the first spark of this shouldn't be that difficult. Um, But I did some research and there's really nothing like the lap snap on the market, which seems really silly to me. It's not a complicated product. Like I was not the only person who could have designed this. Um, So I was doing my senior engineering capstone at that point. And um, another friend of mine, Chloe, uh, had a brother who was previously a wheelchair user after, I believe, a skiing accident. And so we wanted to do something for wheelchair users. And so Chloe had remembered that when her family was traveling, when her brother was using a wheelchair, it was really difficult for them to deal with all the luggage. And so we asked my professor, you know, is this a problem for you? 
And she said, not really. You know, I just have a duffel bag on my lap. And if I need more than that, I have a husband. So <laughs> she had that covered. Um, but she said in that same conversation, you know, what is really hard for me is to go grocery shopping, especially by myself. And so luckily she was kind enough to bring us with her on a shopping trip that weekend with her and her husband. And we got to experience the joys of grocery shopping while using a wheelchair and see her, you know, spill her uh, plastic hand basket when she went around a corner too fast or when somebody stepped out in her way and, you know, have to use kind of found objects to knock something off higher shelves or um, just not be able to carry very much in that little basket and have to, you know, make trips back and forth to the shopping cart that her husband was pushing. So uh, yeah, it was a uh, kind of an accident. Uh, like I said, it just meant to make this lap snap, what became the lap snap uh, as a school project to just make a prototype for her and, you know, hopefully solve her problem. But, uh, you know, shocking. Not <laughs> She's not the only wheelchair user who has this problem. And so she was kind enough to introduce me to lots of other local uh, wheelchair users who had the same kind of problems. And it's just grown over the last three and a half years from there. And what do you, what do you feel the like the future is for include design do you think that you're going to maybe design other products or what would you like to see for your company in the future definitely so uh we have been working on additional products the first version the first one that you can buy online so you can get the original lap snap online of course that i just showed you um but one of the things that we heard you know we had tried to make it as widely uh, accessible as possible. But of course, just given the range of disabilities, it's kind of impossible to mass produce something that will work for everyone's mobility and dexterity level. So we realized that a lot of people who had limited upper limb mobility for one reason or another were having some issues. And so you can see on our website, we have a separate page. It's called Lulum Lap Snap. It's the limited upper limb mobility. And so we do personalized adaptations for people based on their specific needs. So you do a free consultation and then we can do lots of things like replacing this parachute clip, which, you know, some people can have a hard time with the pinching um, with magnetic clips. We can add loops to the side frames or the, you know, cover so that it um, is easier if you have limited, you know, finger dexterity, all kinds of things like that, depending on um, someone's individual needs. Um, after that, we've got some other stuff in the work, but in the works. But um, yeah, my, my dream for include design is to be, you know, the goal, the go-to place for uh, people with disabilities to, you know, work collaboratively with designers to create products that they need in their everyday life. And I hope that the lap snap is the first of many products that we create. I love that. I, I think that so often with disability all of the tools and resources that are like created for us are, are very medical, um, you know, things to like use post-op things that are just very, I don't know, like, I don't know if you've ever ventured onto a site like Amazon or, or anywhere else to buy like a, a shower chair. Or if you, if you've looked at any 
other like DME, durable medical equipment for mm-hmm. disabilities. Um, it's very geriatric. Very it's very, <laughs> it's very boring. There's no personality. There's no color. There's no, you know, there's nothing. And I feel like there are all these tools that are like, okay, yes, because you can't live. But it's like, what about like, what are the tools that we can use to help us live? Like to help us day to day, like it shouldn't be this thing that's like, oh, I have no option. So I have to just go to this DME company to get it. It's, it should be something that like we can shop for like anybody, like any tool or thing that anybody uses in throughout their day or day to day lives. Why are we so limited when there are a gazillion designs and things that could help us? Uh, I just, I'm, so excited. Anytime I meet someone that has a brilliant idea or um, business to to expand, you know, our resources. Well, in that vein, I have two excellent recommendations for you and your listeners. You might have already heard about these, but first is pattyandricky.com. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with that, but it mm-hmm. is essentially Amazon, but just for people with disabilities and products made by and for people with disabilities. So it's P-A-T-T-I- a-N-D-R-I-C-K-Y dot com. And um, the founder, Alex, is amazing. The lap snap has been recently, uh, as of the end of last year, listed on there. And they amazing. sell a bunch of really cool brands um, of uh, like really pretty canes. Um, also like stuff like jewelry that's made by other people with disabilities. So if you just want to support small business owners with disabilities. Um, the other place that I would recommend is Liberare. So yes. Emma Butler, we went to college together and she had like the exact same thing. Her mom became disabled and all of the like lingerie that she found that was accessible for what her mom needed was super like gross old lady medical vibes. And she was like, this sucks. My mom mm-hmm. is not an old lady or, you know, just a medical mystery. She is a woman who wants to feel beautiful and sexy. And so she has created an amazing company. It was originally called Intimately. Now it's called Liberare and they do um, accessible lingerie and um, they recently expanded to sleepwear as well. And um, they have all sorts of different accessibility stuff. So definitely would check them out as well um, if you're looking to spice up your uh, undergarment game. <laughs> Those are yes. Recommendations, Diana. Thank amazing. you. Amazing. I love that we have options. That's yeah. so cool. I actually, Liberare did a collab with Aerie at one point, and I was an Aerie brand ambassador, and I actually signed up for that collab and got – I have a set from them. Unfortunately, I got some uh, <laughs> big old ditties, and uh, sizing for me is still a little bit – you know, anywhere is wonky, but, um, but yeah, there's, I have, I have a set and it's actually really quite intuitive and, and useful, um, and beautiful. Yeah. That's the other thing. Really, really gorgeous because disabled people deserve intimacy too. Definitely. Disabled people deserve products that allow them to live their best life. And one of them is the lap snap. Oh. <laughs> That sounded very like infomercially, like no, but like I gotta be a better way. No, because I literally I can't like I saw that and I think I told Dan I was like I can go shopping now, like a shopping spree. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Not all of us have a husband. 
No, I don't. No. I don't either. <laughs> and not all of us want a husband. <laughs> and that's I fine too. I'll take one no. If I know. I'm like, I guess, like, not all of us want one. It's like, oh, don't tell your husband. <laughs> I know. I just got married in the last year, so <laughs> I wanted one, but. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Um, Anna, could you please tell the listeners where they can purchase a lap snap and where they can find you? Of course. So you can buy a lap snap on our website. It's www.thelapsnap.com. That's T-H-E-L-A-P-S-N-A-P.com. And then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at include.design. So I-N-C-L-U dot design. Um, And we would love to connect with any of your listeners there. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time, Diana. I can't wait to go to Boston in a couple months. I hope I can meet you again in person. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see you again, too. Y'all can get together for a little grocery trip. I'm taking you to that because it's my favorite place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for meeting with us. I'm so excited to see where Include Design goes. And um, we will be sure to link all of all of the links in the episode show notes. Um, so thank you so much, Diana, for chatting with us. And when thank I go on my you. shopping spree, everyone will be watching and seeing photos that I'm posting with my lap snap. So I'm going to wear a <laughs> matching outfit uh, for the audience. <laughs> if you'd like to reach out to Catalina and I, the email is doingitdisabledpodpod at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's at doingitdisabled. Diana, do you have anything you'd like to let the listeners know before we head out? Thanks so much for having me on this podcast. I really love listening to you guys every week. So it's so awesome that we finally got to meet in LA. And I hope that some of your listeners uh, can benefit from the lap snap. So yeah, hit us up. Thank you, Diana. The audience will see you guys next week. Until then, bye. (laughs) Until next week, bye. Thank you, Diana.